any building up of anything. Yeah. They build up and say sobriety in 15 years and one night it's destroyed in one sense, or at least the outer circumstances in like an hour, two hours. So there's a real weird, uh, uh, it's very unbalanced. You know, destruction happens very quickly. Uh, redemption, in a sense, takes a little longer, usually. I mean, the beautiful news, uh, you know, deeply is that there's no one to be redeemed and, not, and, you, and what you are can't be destroyed incrementally or completely or haphazardly or uh, like segmented. What you are is untouchable by what happens here. You are really the seeing of everything that arises. But you're not affected by what arises. That's the, that's the immunity. That's the absolute You can have somewhat immunity to old behaviors and thoughts, but the absolute immunity is that your interest and attention, which really is how you have a sense of being what you are, yeah? and what you're not. If your interest and attention is, is on the emphasis of what's seeing, you'll have immunity to whatever is arising, being conscious of it or not you'll have an immunity to it. But, <clears throat> like in a couple situations, if your house is on fire, that doesn't do you any good. You need to find some pails of water. Yeah? So, it's like, in Course of Miracles, they always talk about it, which is, they call about, a main problem here is level confusion. There's different levels, in a sense. So, you've entertained, let's say, the, the uh, absoluteness of all you are is the seeing. Yes? And yet, there are other aspects of mind that are that are have a drive to express that aren't coming from that understanding. Yeah. So you may think you have it intellectually, but in a sense, your whole world may be looking like it's burning and your arms are burning. And then you try to apply this philosophy: well, there is no world and there's no arm. It really is not a. It doesn't work. Yes. You might have just get some, some pails of water and get some bandages. <laughs> so you have to sort of understand what's manifesting and on what level it's manifesting. Yeah, <clears throat> and then and have the wisdom to know the difference, so that when the shit hits the fan, you don't start talking about there's no shit and no fan. You know, you just don't go in the room. You don't go into the hallway of shit and fans. <laughs> it's much easier than to try to run that gauntlet with some paper-thin philosophy. There is no shit. There is no fan. You know what I mean? It just doesn't work. So. But this, this invitation is a simple invitation to, to uh, bring everything back maybe to that absolute. And in my own experience, as far as I can go back, I can't go back far enough to be what I am. <laughs> this is always ends up before what I am. And if this, the way my mind takes me to be, can never become what I am, nor can it be the doer of what I am. It always ends on this side. And then there's the infinity of seeing. It never, 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 in my own experience, in my own whatever, it never has become the seer. So, this idea of being you is just a mental idea. It's a mental construct that has to be reinforced because it's not so. 
What's so doesn't have to look like it's so, because it is so. Yeah? What isn't so has to look like it's so, because it isn't so. Yeah? So, selfing has to keep on going to produce the sense of being a self. If it takes a break, a long break, there'll be a huge shift in mind that may never be fooled again by the selfing. Yeah? If an epiphany or some event occurs where the selfing gets stopped for a long enough period of time here, the mind may sufficiently get it that it'll never be fooled again. Yeah? But selfing has to keep on going, so the sense of being bonded to a self, or the bondage of self, and that's what the bondage of self, the bondage of self is listening to and attending to selfing. That's the bondage of self. When you're listening, I don't mean hearing, because you hear. Yeah? You're conscious. So consciousness doesn't, have, doesn't discriminate what it hears. It hears. Yeah? But then there's a discrimination when it comes to listening. Yeah? Listening is a little more focused, a little more centered from a point of self. Yeah? So when there's that listening of selfing, yeah, it produces the feeling of being a self. Yeah? And the production, the feeling of being a self that's produced feels like it was prior to the production. You feel like you're a self, and then maybe now you have some information, and you'll be thinking, I'm selfing all day. See? The product of the selfing tends to, it's a, it plays, see, time is elastic, so it can play with it. So it, it produces something through time, but the, what's produced feels like it was prior to the production. So, so people get this information about selfing, so they, the mind uses it. I've been selfing all day. Yeah? Like it was the doer of the selfing. Yeah? Or selfing's been driving me crazy. Like you're the thing that selfing is imposing itself on. In both respects, you're a thing. Both, both respects, you're a solid reference point. That's the product of selfing. The feeling of being a solid thing. It's not if they're selfing or not. If, there's, if something's happening and there's a feeling like it's happening to you, that's selfing. If nothing's happening and there's still a big strong feeling of being a you, that's selfing. Yeah? It, does, it doesn't need something. That, whatever happening or isn't happening, it claims to be the one that's around. <laughs> a vague little you know, idea yeah, that all it needs to do to feel like locked in is looking at the body or another body. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm the me. Yeah. <clears throat> Once that's in place, so the selfing produces this feeling. The feeling thinks it's having the selfing. So the feeling that it produces becomes the doer of all other feelings. It's really freaking trippy. Yeah. So the the thought of being a self is now the one who has all the other thoughts. Yeah. So the thought of being a self claims all the other thoughts. So this, the system that has provoked it and produces it and reinforces it is now claimed to be something it's doing. Yeah? In other words, it always steps out of the system that produces it, which it can't. It only steps out as it's the doer or it's the done-to. So the systems are driving me crazy. Oh, I fucking got to take responsibility. I'm doing all these things. Yeah? Both, both positions, it's outside of the system that it's a production of. What's, you, the selfing can't get out of self. Self can't get out of selfing. It's produced by selfing. So it's a product of the system. The product of the system, it's not like an amphibious product. It can't leave the, the, muck, the murky muck of the system and go on land and become a solid thing. Yeah? And then look at the, oh, look at all, those, all that thinking I'm doing. No, you've never done any 
haven't had one thought this lifetime. It's a thought that you're the haver of all thoughts, yeah? Now that thought is like submerged by this beautiful movement of claiming, yeah? So it's like a thought that grew in a, an arm and a hand. and <laughs> starts now becoming, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, yeah? And it's the doer, it's the doer, it's the, the feeling of being the thinker that really gives all the juice to the thoughts, yeah? You may have one thought drop in, and then the selfie takes over and runs with it. It's sort of like, it like, uh, it adds on to it. It's like a, getting a sewing pattern. And it just busily sews. Oh, I'm, oh, am I a loser? <laughs> all these ideas up, and now you're a loser. And all it is is a drive to become, bro. That's all your mind's doing. Every desire is dri- driven by an original desire, which is the desire to become. Desiring to become something that has a desire. The desire to become something that doesn't want to be something. The desire to become seeing something that is in the process of being something it really wants to be. Yeah? But the desire to become of the mind can never, be, never fulfill itself because it can't be what it wants to become. Because it already is. Yeah? It has an innate quality. It can't totally forego that quality and take on another quality completely. It can only identify with the other quality. It can't be, it can't lose the quality it is and become that quality. So all desires are unfulfilled. The original desire is a desire to become, and every other desire is to try to make that feel a little better, because that original one's never going to be fulfilled. So now you're out there trying to fill that fucking hole, seemingly, yeah? And then you're trying to deal with all the desires you have. You've already bought the first desire, that there's a you. Yeah? How are you going to deal with desires if the one that's claiming to be the one who has the desires is the biggest desire? Yeah? It's like Dracula will hunt all the other vampires every fucking day and kill them because it's never touched, because you never see the original vampire. Yeah? That desire to become, watch it. Watch the head. All day, someone it gets a little hit by someone's look that you're a loser. What does it do? It sows that, oh, yes, I'm a loser. It's that past event, yes. Oh, when I was a kid, my mother always never be as good-looking as your brother. Oh, sow that in. Ah, there we go. You know, you get the sense of becoming what? A loser. Yeah? And then what happens? As soon as you have the sense of becoming a loser, what's the drive to unbecome that? Yeah? So it's like a slinky on an eternal staircase. It never lands on a flat place. It can never rest. Yeah? Because the feeling of being a self wouldn't be produced if it came to rest. It's the production of it that gives you the sense of being a self. If the production stops sufficient, a, a sufficient amount of time, you would have no sense of being a self. Yeah? Because it's not emanating from a reality. It's being made up. It's smoke. Yeah? It's phantom. So the, the slinky, oh, I'm a loser. Oh, I don't want to be a loser. Yeah. Oh, and then you feel like you're going to be a loser. Yeah? And then, oh, I'm feeling just like I never wanted to feel. I, ne- I swore I'd never be like my father. I'm just like my father. Oh, let me other become that. Yeah? On and on and on and on. On and on and on. And all the while, there's a feeling of being you. That's all it's there to produce, is that feeling. And that's the constant bottom line it wants to produce. It doesn't matter if you're doing great or bad. It's mining every opportunity to produce a sense of being you. Yeah? 
It's claiming it. It's using it. It's 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 uh, it's cherry picking the information to support some fucking idea it has. All that culminate what can never reach climax, which is you being yourself. I don't care how long you huff and puff here in time, acting like you are one, you never become one. That's why when sometimes there's a sudden awakening, it doesn't have to take time to awaken. Because you are never that which you think you need to awake out of. Or you need to awake as. You have never been that. That's why it can happen like in no time, because it doesn't exist. It's not something that has to be undone for you to be able to be done a certain other way. It's never been done. It's always in the process of becoming. Yeah? At any moment, it, it, no matter what point of that process of becoming, it never reaches its goal. So in fact, you never have to escape from the feeling of being a self because you're not a self. That's the true escape. The true escape from it is that it's imaginary. It's the only thing that's worth its weight. As a, as a solution. Everything else is of time. So now you're, some, you know, maybe you practice a lot and now you have this great sense, I, I've unbecome myself. And I'm, at that point I'm going to become my authentic self. And then you fucking look at porno when I <laughs> ten years of practice is dismissed. Okay, now I'm becoming, you know, and you realize the, the mind just wants to be in the act of becoming. It never wants to bear fruition because it can't. If the fruition ever occurred, ever occurred, it would be seen that it could never occur. Yeah? Well, if it went completely as far as it could go, it still wouldn't be a self. So no, I can't be completely selfish, because then I'd really be a self. No, you fucking wouldn't be. There's no way it's going to complete its mission. That's the, that's, and it's that addiction, it's just like shooting drugs. It's just like the mind is shooting drugs. When I shot coke, I never reached a point where I, I shot a, a shot and I said, oh, I reached cocaine nirvana. Never needing to do another shot again. You know what I mean? Put my little syringes away. Of course, I'd find them where they were ten minutes later. But let's put them in the mantle of completion. I am totally complete. I am satiated. I know cocaine. Completely. No, just like every other addiction... It never stops until it stops, yeah? And when it stops, it's like the, it's like the, the Dutch boy in the pulp with his thumb in the dike. It stops, alright, so you're not shooting drugs anymore, but now porno becomes a thing, or sex, or fucking money. Yeah, it's, so it's like constantly sticking, because the, the impulse, the desire to become, is fucking strong, because it has no fulfillment. Yes? But if you're not that, which can never become, yeah? if you see that it can never become, then why are you feel like it is? <laughs> if it's an impossibility, why am I feeling like it is? Yeah? So if I'm not that, then all bets are off. Then that slinky, that slinky runs out of the eternal staircase. It hits points where it levels out and nothing's happening. Yeah? Not, there's no desire to become. It's chilled out because it's just, it's fuel, which is interest and attention, has been taken away. You're not interested in it. Why? Because it's not about you. It's a dog shit logical result. 
you are interested in what pertains to you. That's where the interest and attention goes. It's like a, it's like a bloodhound. It has a scent called you as a body and as this, you know, this personality. And, and it, no matter what you try to use philosophies, it just goes right to that. It's, everything always becomes about you. Yeah? If you're on a practice about non-self, it's you as a self doing it all day. <laughs> Gauging how you're doing about becoming non-self. <laughs> you can't escape it. Because the interest and attention has got that scent. And there's a belief that's what you are. Yeah? If you question that, if you're not that, then it gets the scent of nothing. And now the interest and attention, those attending, it sees what's happening, but it doesn't rest there. It doesn't land on that, that, that branch. It flies in no thickness, and it's, that's its own nature. You don't see interest, do you? You don't see attention. It's, it's, it's from the land of no thingness. And so once it gets a sense of, I'm not a thing, yeah? Well, I don't have to attend to the, the king of, my, of the world, is I'm a body. I may, I'm not that. It starts dispersing. Yeah? It senses the space. It feels a presence. A presence of what? No-thingness. It doesn't feel a presence of a thing. It feels the presence of no-thing. Why, why does it have the ability to sense the presence of no-thing when it didn't seem to be able to? It has the ability, but if it's addicted to being things, yeah, then it's attending and interested in things. Thoughts are things, feelings are things. It's constantly interested in things. And it becomes, it seems to have a... A denial of nothingness, yeah? But its ability to sense nothingness is always available at all times as when it's unwedded to the slavery to being a thing. It's the interest and attention that drives you crazy is the same interest and attention which will enrich your life. It's the same interest and attention. It's just what vehicle it's put in. If it's put into the idea of you, then everything that is about you, the thought system, you're going to be very attentive to. We went over this the other night. Conscious contact's happening through five gates. Buddhism, they call it, there's a sixth gate, the mind. So the mind is seeing thoughts like the eye would see birds, yeah, flying by. Why is it that there is so much interest and attention in this one conscious contact of the sixth gate? Where there's, a, there's a, an inordinate amount of attention up unto the thought system and the feelings and the interpretation of everything, and very little in actually noting the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, and the touching. Why is that? Yeah. It's like if you take a shit. Now, the assumption is it's your shit, right? Because it came out of this, which is called your body. But your interest in the shit is only when it's happening, right? When you shit. And then you may look at it and go, wow, you don't compare it to maybe, maybe, that looks just like a shit four years ago. Maybe you do, I don't know. But usually you don't, you just flush it, and there goes the shit, and your interest and attention doesn't follow it to, you know, the water processing plant. It doesn't care, right? Why is it that a thought that comes through the head, yeah, just like a bodily earth, there's a thought that rushes through, consciousness notes it, why is it that it catches our interest and attention so much? And that interest tension pulls it into an orbit because it's what? About you. Yeah? The thoughts are seen, uh, they are about you or they're in relationship to you in the way you navigate a life. In other words, this, this conscious contact, this apparatus is what most reliance is on. Yeah? 
We're not relying on our ears, our taste and smell. Most people haven't smelled things for months. They never stop and smell a flower and shit like that. They never smell their farts. Everyone else is maybe. They don't pick up their farts. That's the one thing they don't like to claim. You know? <laughs> but here, the thoughts, we're wedded to them. And our interest and attention that could be dispersed and enriching us on a lot of different levels is up in that portal theory. Why is that? Why is it so inordinately up there and not going through all the other gates and bringing all these riches that could come? From seeing, when you, let's just say there's a bush you walk by in a garden. You just don't see the bush. You can feel it. You can smell it if it's flowering, right? Yeah. You can take a little bit of it and taste it. There's, you mean it five fucking different ways. That's a pretty incredible engagement with something. Five different ways. I don't just see it. I can hear it if the wind's blowing through it, you know? Like there's hearing, there's seeing, there's feeling, there's tasting, there's touch, touch smelling. Yeah. But here there's only contact with thoughts and thoughts about feelings and thoughts about this and thoughts about that. Yeah. Just thoughts. We can't see the thought. We see it, but we don't see it like with the eye. We can't feel it. We can't smell it. We can't taste it. Yeah. Yet, we're enthralled by it. A bush, we can meet it five different ways. Oh, fuck it. This, we meet it one way, but it's all consuming. Because this system is what's producing, producing the sense of being a self and reinforcing that production. Yeah? And that's its imperative. The organizing principle, the crown of this mental process is the feeling of being a self. Yeah? And it's working all day to reinforce that feeling. And it went a little fucking extreme. Instead of just using it as an organizing principle, it's crowded the doer, the haver, the body. And from there on, people are taking pills to go to sleep. They can't even fucking sleep. They're, they're hyper-conscious about the thoughts. Yeah? Are they high, are, is, is their smelling keeping them up? Usually not, is it? Their eyes are closed, it's not their seeing. They have earplugs, they're not their hearing. They're not feeling much. Yeah? None of those other gates are keeping them open, they're keeping them up. But up here, yeah? Total, total hyper-conscious contact. It's an addiction. Yeah? The mind's addicted to this idea of being a self. And it's never, it's not, it's, it's sort of like someone in recovery. First of all, they're in total denial. They're reluctant to take any advice. Like someone was talking to me about making these uh, apps for uh, AA, you know, recovery, put on things. And I said, the biggest problem you're going to run into is you can have the most perfect app, but most people won't use it. <laughs> There's a reluctance and an, un and an unwillingness in addiction. That's the biggest dilemma. It's not like they don't have modalities that work. It's just the people that need them don't want to work them. You know? How are you going to get an app for that? Yeah. You know what I mean? How are you going to get a willingness app? you got to get electrocuted. you got to get dragged into the place where the only place you're going to receive help for what's ailing us. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's this desire. So let's say you would think your mind would love to give up the addiction, but maybe the idea of being an addict is one of its crown jewels. It can play on you for the rest of your life. Yes, you're that. 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 
memory. Yes, you're that, you're that, you're that, you're that, you're that. Its drive isn't to be successful here, it's to be something. To be something, an inherent, separate, long-lasting entity. It wants to be what it can't be. And everything else is attempting to relieve that unbearability of not being able to become what it can't be. And every desire begets other desires. Every addiction begets other addictions. People call me a lot. They get this little information about selfies. Now they're calling me. I've been selfing all day. So, all right. So, before they didn't see anything. They didn't. They were just in the consequential level. Now they have a little understanding. And so now they see their head a little bit. So they see a little line of it, of the selfing, yeah? And they see that and they think, all right. But they don't see this up. Then this other aspect of the same line has popped up as them, yeah? So now the selfing's like this. But there's a point where the seeing of it stops and there's the seer of it. This is the product of the selfing. This, not this. This is just the activity of selfing. The product of the activity is this. The pop-up of you. Yeah? Now selfing is either being done, to you, done by you or to you. Yeah? You become the reference point. That's it. That's what selfing is. It's the it's this production of a fake reference point that life can be told a story about. That instead of life happening, it's now happening to me as that reference point. Yeah? Everything you now become the center, which is called self-centeredness. Self is now the center. Popped up. This never gets questioned because now it's you. Yeah? So everyone can get really authentically clear about selfing, but they don't get clear about the product of selfing, which is the feeling of being yourself. You can have tons of knowledge about this, but if it's had as this, self-knowledge avails you nothing. So all the knowledge you have about self, as a self, doesn't do you squat. It doesn't lead to freedom from self. The see you're not that is the freedom. Yeah? So now, alright, so now let's say something starts happening to you. So now you only see, it's like you become a midget almost. Yeah? And then it gets smaller and smaller. And then you just see, it's all that. And you know what? There's no point where anything pops up. No matter how far down the line you go, there's never a you. There's no authentic you. There's no divine being. There's no entity anywhere. And I'll tell you, the problems have their meaning because of you. The problem doesn't have an inherent meaning. Problem is something that occurs here, but the problem is given. It's actually it's the weight that it has by you. The you is the biggest problem. It's lending its problem to every other problem, even to solutions. It'll be introduced solutions. It'll make it a problem. <laughs> something that's meant to bring you peace will drive you even more crazy. <laughs> in on itself. See, when the self is trying to get out of self, that's what's giving the reality the selfing. Yeah? If you would stop, then you would see it would collapse. 
It's actually, its appearance is based on, you know, as it says, if you look in the mirror, don't trust this, it's not as far or as close as you think. Your moving away from it is giving it its closeness to you. <laughs> i got to get out of self. Who says that? Self does. <laughs> Why would self want to get out of self so much? Because that's how it's in self. That's how you really appear to be in self, is trying to get out of self. What's any addiction is, is trying to get out of self. Every time you do drink or something, you just want to get fucking out of self. How's it working? <laughs> you have to realize, you can't have an escape from an imaginary prison. <laughs> you just can't do it. It sounds noble. I mean, you can write a great story about it, but you, all your activity to get out of the prison would be the form of imprisonment. Don't you see it? Don't you see? All the seeking, all the stirring around, all the constant drive to improve is, is the slavery. Yeah? It's the desire to get out is the, the slavery to the idea that you're actually in. Seriously, a lot of times when you, we're thinking we're going away, we're actually in, going towards. We're not even going towards, we're in. But it can only appear to be in. You can't be in. You are never going to be a self. No, no matter how much the mind thinks about it, no matter how much it interprets life from that point of view, no matter how much it feels like one, it can never complete its mission. It's always going to be, it's never going to reach climax. It's always going to be frustrated and agitated. Because it can't come to rest. It can't complete the mission. That's why it's always on the mission. I've seen it. I've seen people who have a real desire for peace, let's say, and they arrive at a place where something happens, but they can't sit there. A month or two later, they're going to the next and newest biggest thing. Now they're on extreme Buddhism, or turbocharged Buddhism, or radical extreme Buddhism. You know, we're going to bungee cord and then sit for two hours. It's just they try to mix with all these things and try to produce an effect as if I'm out of self. Oh. <laughs> all the while. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All the while you're building the imaginary prison and then so you can get the, the feeling that you could get out. Yeah. You don't really want to get out, but I could get out. Yeah. You're not that. Right now what has you by the balls is a deep mental groove called alcoholism. There is no separate entity that can stand that wind. You're just an opportunity for mind to express. And there's many different winds of mind. Yeah? You've just been taken over by a typhoon called alcoholism. And it's blowing through you and it's acting like a tornado because that's its nature. It fucks a lot of things up. But you are not the begetter of it. You're not, you did not spawn it. You are not the one who has it. You are, you are just a possibility of mind expressing. Just like mind expressed as a true addict in a large part of this life called Paul, and now something else is expressing through Paul. Paul is just a sort of an interface or a gateway. It doesn't have an inherent quality that can say yes or no really to anything.
there's a, you know, the, the, like, the basic premise, I like to, let's share this thing about duality. You know, duality is a very big uh, principle or of demonstration here, yes? The mind, they would say, is split, yes? The mind split from subjectivity to subject-object. That would be called dualism in a way. Now that dualism begets a, a vision or a way of seeing or a perceptual way of seeing which is called dualistic. Yeah? So the mind works like a binary system. It's either or, yes or no, good and bad, high, low, male, female, yes, night and day. Just different, different uh, like a negative, positive of a photograph. Yes? And it can't escape that development. Because it's part of that system. So, as soon as the subjectivity is forgotten to be what we are, as soon as the I, that's looking out of every one of our heads, yes, becomes wedded by this little matrimonial agent called the mental process, where the mental process says, "Oh, I, I want you to meet you, yeah, and let's, and now I, and now I, uh, what when you do in your marriage? Now I, oh, uh, now I announce you me." <laughs> so the mental process sees I, which is awareness happening or consciousness. It's, it's there's a sentience in there. It goes, hey, what's going on there? Yeah? So there's awareness. It says, oh, all right, okay, all right. <laughs> and then it sees this body as not. It says, okay, I'm gonna wed the two. I'm gonna when every time I's moving through this you, I'm just gonna just suddenly start calling it me. Yeah, but that me is really rooted in the identification as a you, a body, yes? So, everyone in this room is experiencing I right now. We are. We may call it something else, but I is looking, so I am looking at you, 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 you. And from your view, it would be I is looking at this as a you, yes? So, in my experience, in all our experiences, it's the same I, really. I is looking. Something's looking out of my head and is in conscious contact with whatever it's looking at. So if I'm looking at you, 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 you. And it doesn't matter how few or more, a lot of yous we have, you'd always be a you, wouldn't it? In the experience, the I would always see a you which represents an object. You, like a chair. I'm not calling you a chair, I'm calling it you. Yeah? But you are, you're an object, so the I sees an object. Okay? Makes it very simple. And now let's say there's 800 U's, or 8 billion U's, there'd still be a U. Everyone would be a U to this I. Now, everyone where you're looking at me from, I'm a U. Every one of you U's, when it's the I, yeah, which is the only experience, so when the I's experience, I'm a U. Now, after 8 billion U's vote that I'm a U, when it's I that's seen, yeah, this U says, oh, I beg, I beg to differ, it's me, yeah. And there's only one me. One me. There's no more me's than one. I'm the, I'm, I have taken a you and crowned it to be the subjectivity, the I, and I call it King Me. Yes? And from now on, I reign supreme. I actually reign so supreme, I'm going to be in the act of playing God constantly. Yes? And how I'm going to wield God is with the light of I-ness. <clears throat> but I'm going to strain that I-ness to concentrate on the me that's just an identified you. Yeah? Now the I is going to lose its nature and take on this nature. And this is the, this is the period of the reign of Paul. 
Long live Paul. Long live the me. And there you go. And every minute, every second, the eye is demonstrating. It's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, you know. You can, you don't, you can call it by what it's being facilitated by, or you can call it just seeing, yeah? I don't kid, I don't think it's, the seeing is just, it goes through ears, so it's called hearing, whatever, but it's seeing. Seeing, 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 seeing. And the eye is the seeing. There isn't an eye seeing, the eye is the seeing, yeah? In other words, subjectivity isn't a subject. It's subjectivity. It's I, I. It's not, I'm, I'm the I. No, it's seeing. Seeing, 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 seeing. And what it's doing is seeing you. Different yous all day. All day. The problem with us is this you has been claimed to be the I and called me. Yeah, this is the root of self-centeredness. If you can see that, hey, I'm not this you, therefore how could I be this me? Ding! And that will never not reverberate because all day there's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and seeing thoughts. And it won't be me that's doing it anymore. Yeah? There won't be any doer at all in it. There'll just be I see. <laughs> And I'll tell you, the burden of weight here is being the doer, brother. That's one of the main branches of selfing. And all guilt and shame rests there. All guilt and shame. It's, you have to be the personal doer to have guilt and shame about an action. If you're not the doer, then the guilt and shame has no place to land. You can't nest on that branch because the branch has been cut. Yes? So nothing has to change at all. It just has to be an entertaining of maybe there was a mistake and allow the correction, which is realized it could never have been a mistake, to occur. Yeah. You don't even have to change the mistake. You have to see the mistake could never have become so. Yeah. The I could never be, be, lose itself in the you and become a me. It's, can't, it's not like alchemy. It can't change something to something else. It's already no thingness. It's always I. It's not going to become a you or a me. Yeah? It's I. I alone. So the mistake is um, imaginary. It's a false mistake. That's why the solution is timeless. It doesn't take any time to get out of a false mistake. Yeah? Because it never happened. Like in the Course, they always say this thing about, you know, the mind entertain the possibility of separation. Just for maybe the mind of God. Just for maybe a nanosecond. And right now, this aspect of mind is in this loop of time. But God's mind totally forgot, like it never happened. It never happened. The total mind is never, it's, this has never even occurred. Bye-bye. Yet, we're stubbornly holding on to this loop. Yeah. <laughs> but in the mind, in the mind of God, nothing ever happened. That's the solution. If something happened, then there'll have to be more happenings to undo what happened. But if nothing actually happened, there's nothing to do. Yeah. And yet, whatever has to be done will be done. But there's nothing to do. There's no doer of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really freeing, you know. It's liberating, as you say. It's liberated from the need to be liberated. The biggest bonding is wanting to get out of self. It's the biggest bonding issue of all. It's unbelievable. What a fucking demand. Nothing's ever okay. It's always more could be better. 
can't just enjoy sitting quietly for a half hour. You gotta put yourself. I gotta do an hour every day. Let's take this timeless possibility and put it into time, so I can play God with it. All right. Let's make let's make my own nature a process I'm going to arrive at after lifetimes of purification. <laughs> okay, you want mine can do that. It's dreaming, so it wants to dream that way. But why, if you want to save time, maybe just go right to the point because everything you ever get, every something is always going to add up to nothing. Why not start with nothing? Yeah. And let nothing be nothing, and that literally becomes something, really big time. Yeah, really, because it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Nothing never ends. <laughs> Something always comes to an end. Nothing never ends. Yeah. Um, Paul, can you talk about um, form of selfing that kind of, uh, in my case, manifests mostly when, well, in just about any situation, uh, the present moment doesn't seem to be quite enough. If I do something just to pick it up, to enhance it, yes. you know, whatever, the music is better, if it was nicer weather, if it was uh, whatever, you know, so, so that lack of unacceptance of what is at the present moment, uh, to me, it seems to me, it's kind of a core of uh, me seeking to get out of self, if you will, yes. to, to enhance it in some way, when, whereas in fact, if I were able to accept what's going on now, whatever it is. But you're using that to get out, too. If I was just able to accept, you're doing exactly what you're talking about. You see how self can't get out of self? You yeah. just you just ran right back to what you were talking about. Right there, stop. Pause. Just hear what happened. Just happened. You just, you just used an example of what you were talking about. <laughs> if I could just accept then this would be a better moment. And you're talking about how you always want to add, you think it should, could be better. What was that just an example of? Your desire to want it to be better. <laughs> you see it? You see it? You're talking as if it's like a third type of thing while you're actually doing the same thing that you're talking about. <laughs> Maybe it would be better if I didn't do. <laughs> self can't get out of self let it collapse in on you you're not that that's the beauty of it you're not that I see my head my head attempts to be a self in the not being it you know it's funny it just wants that can I just scribble a little line in the page can I, just let me have some relevance let me let, it always wants to get in there it always wants to have a part yes yeah 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 it's okay. That's what it does. Its nature is based on agitation, yet continues in agitation, and never can arrive at the opposite of agitation. It's agitated. Well, what else can you do? If you try to ride it, that's being it. If you try not to ride it, that's being it. Yeah? Just seeing it. See, for me, an understanding, though, that it can, is one thing can be cleared up. You're not the product of that activity. The, being the product of it is like, it's like a false birth. This, it's, that's the closest it can get is the feeling of being a self. So when you have that feeling of being a self, that's the best it can do. It's already reached its, its uh, let's say, jilted climax. Yeah? 
It's a false climax. It's not actually completion, but there's the appearance of being already completed. That's the best it can do. When if you can hear that and let that sit, that can do a lot for you. Because you'll see, to me, when, I, when an understanding was, was introduced to my mind about mind, there would be like an entertaining of it, and then it would be like a poom The mind would drop into a level of relaxation. It would be almost as if the whole room, nothing changed, but something changed big time. Poom-poom. Like, like it dropped ten feet. And it would be like, whoa. And it was just like the mind's... It's it's self it's selfing selfing is like the turning the uh, tightening the aperture and magnifying the lens. This is about reversing that, where all the interest and attention from you trying to get better or get out of here and whatever, goes and just starts being interested in attention in space. Let's say, yeah, it's just a much wider lens. So you what were you doing? You were ratcheting the lens, and then there was a ratcheting about ratcheting the lens. That was selfing, 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 selfing. Can't get out of selfing, yeah? And it can go on and on and on like that. But if I could only... Yeah? It's the collapsible, because it has no legs to stand on. <laughs> it's just selfing. Yeah, I was just an uh, uh, example, a metaphor of uh, focusing, or rather the focus. Because it seems to me that, you know, most of my whatever specific situations I really get myself okay. is when I narrow my focus down to a specific situation and it becomes a problem or it becomes an issue. That's right. Because in fact if I widen the focus and see everything else that's going on in my life, it just becomes a, a little whatever. But let's just entertain that you cannot possibly widen the lens. Oh, then the lens widens itself. It's you playing with the lens, the idea of you still being a doer in a sense. Your ability to play God is a very limited spectrum. When you give up, when that seems to be just fucking bogus, yeah? And it, and then it collapses, the lens can open up much wider than any ratcheting of unratcheting and ratcheting can produce, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's a really relaxed uh, approach. It's really... And there's a lot to do, but you won't, there won't be any you doing it, so there won't be that pressing drive that the you always has. You know, the you is comprised totally of time, remember? Yeah? So the you only sees this moment as a catapult to the next moment, because it's always in the process of becoming. So it can never arrive at a moment and be. Yeah? It can't. That's why a lot of people have to stay busy, because they can't really arrive anywhere. If they arrive anywhere, they don't know what to do. They're always in the procedure. They're always in the movement. They're always in the becoming. Yes? This is about starting from that, that false goal of being and starting at the being. So instead of being self-centered, which is a system totally based on agitation, never to be able to be unagitated, we're now going to be centered, which is resting in something that's already complete, being. Yeah? It's not looking to fulfill itself here. It's not looking to come to a completion. It's not looking that it needs additions to get to be itself. It can't, it's, it's whole already. It's made to drive here, let's say, would be to express, but not to get, not to claim, not to have, because it's already complete. And in that, when mind sees I'm not the idea of being a self, and then it's centered, it comes to rest. It can enjoy peace of mind now. Yeah? 
because it's not resting in agitation anymore. It's resting in something that's sound and reliable. It's resting with something that's worthy to be rested upon. So mind comes to rest in the beingness, not in the becoming. Conditional mind is resting in the becoming. That's called agitation, because it's constantly becoming or trying to unbecome. This mind, this aspect is resting in rest, yes? It's resting in completion already. It's resting in being. In other words, all the chores, all the journeys, all the paths, all the goals that you could come up with are already way past and way beyond that. It's already complete. There's like nothing more or less it needs to do or undo. That has a huge effect when mind reflects that. Mind can reflect that nature, which is clear, serene, and at peace, and also reflect that and be clear, serene, and peaceful. Just like it's reflecting agitation now, and it takes itself to be agitation, it can reflect on that aspect of, of awareness that's clear, serene, and peaceful, and then can, it can reflect or mimic that. It can be clear, serene, and peaceful. Yeah. It's what mind's reflecting. Right now, mind's reflecting selfing, because it's, it's wedded to it, because it's about it, supposedly. And it can't lose that gaze when it keeps thinking it's about me. We're just saying it's not about you. What would happen if it isn't? The interest and attention's gaze would go somewhere else. And maybe it would go on, it would see its original face and rest there, which is worthy of being at that rest. Yeah? And then mind would reflect awareness, not mental process called selfing. It would reflect the peace that awareness has and, and not reflect the drive to get a false peace that this can never have. Yeah? That's why mind's reflecting selfing, even when it supposedly rises out of a peaceful place, it ain't peaceful for long. It constantly it's agitated and starts moving off. Yeah? You sit with the teacher next to him, and you want to even get closer the next time. And then if you're farther away, you think you're less in kind. It's all this baloney all fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. Yes? Did you ever see the movie Inception? Inception, yeah. Yeah, remember the part where they, they go down to the last level and they have all the, the big constructs and the buildings that they build with their minds and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah. So what, are, so what about the place? You get to, I get to this place where um, I've, learned, I've lost my, my attachment to it, but then I have all these buildings, right? These massive constructs of identity that I've placed in different areas with other yous and everybody. So then they're all busy supporting the you and supporting the identity and the constructs and I'm kind of lost my attachment to them. And then the and then the expectation that I'm supposed to coming from all the other identities that I'm wait, but we but you built this and it matters and we care about that. And, yes. And but I don't care about that anymore. And, and also and I'm already I'm coming to this point where I'm like I'm uh I know I know that I'm I'm feeling the the feeling of of, of being responsible for that, but then already to the, but also not trusting that one either. So, who's that person that's feeling responsible for that? You know? Yeah, so, yeah. So, so I just sit with that. Who's right. that person? <laughs> and if it responds, that still doesn't imply that there was a you that responded. Right. When you say when the shit starts hitting the fan, right? Yeah. So the, the buildings are like just like in the dream world, they start collapsing if you keep stop supporting them. Yes. Uh, they start to crumble, and then then that produces. 
for only a short, for a period of time. So if you can just, if you, if for me, in a sense, if you don't act out or die, then everything gets really good. <laughs> it does. Really, if there's any, if there's any sense of having to do something, one of them is just holding on to your ass in a sense, hold on to your seat, because when the building, when the constructs does come down, yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a siren call. It's like the self's uh, like uh, primal scream. Me. That's what I, I, it's I, like I, oh, Ulysses when the sirens were singing. And if you listen to the songs, he was fucked. The idea of is getting more and more intensely scared and fearful as it as it collects. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah and if you can just hold your ass, it'll break and uh, because it's only finite. It's only a finite screen. Yeah. And you're an infinite. You're an infinite infinite echo. To that finite screen. You're what allows that screen to be heard. You're the space that screen is, is noting. And, right. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're not something that that screen is yelling at. That's, that's the fixation or is one of the foundational right. structures. Yeah? You know, there's, there's a structure that's called you in all the structures that are falling. It's usually the last one to fall. Because you think it's a tree or something. <laughs> but <laughs> if you can hold on to your ass, that will also fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. When, when this, the whole dream is held by their interest and attention, when that shifts, the dream collapses. That's sort of what it's like. Yeah. If you, but then you feel like it's going to fall on you. That's like the sense of self. Yeah. The feeling of being a fixed object is well, not falling on you. The one, the, the thing that really gets my, the, the really pulls me back into it most of all is, but what about all the other yous that are going to suffer yes, yes, from yes. your oh, yeah, yeah. lack of interest in sustaining? Yes. That's the siren call. Right. It's singing. It can sound really sweet and noble, <laughs> but it just, if you don't look back, see, if you just walk away, it's usually like a lot of times the possibility, it's just this metaphorically pictured. There's a walking away, but then it has that cycle, and then you, as soon as you turn back, it's like uh, that that thing that if you looked at her, you turned to stone. Medusa. It's sort of like as soon as you look back, Medusa, you're stone, you're an object. Yeah, yeah. And you never are, but it can take that appearance. So the thing is, I find if you really entertain the idea it's not you, that tends to allow you to walk away without looking back. Yeah. It's when you have that little hook of being you, and it goes, me, 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 what about all the people that rely on you? But you keep walking, but now you're stoned, yeah. Now you're something You think like you're living, but that's really death. You're already petrified. But you're like, hey, bro, you're taking off? See you, Tony. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. The siren call, the head, it like wails in a way. It has a lot of civilization and socialization, but when it comes down to it, it just screams like a banshee. Ah! <laughs> it has a, see, it's already lived, it's always in anxiety because it's not so. 
Yeah? Yeah. It has an incredible inferiority complex. <laughs> because it isn't really so. It's, and it, that's its root. And when it gets rubbed, that's when it really gets infuriated. But, uh, but it isn't so. And that's an absolute. There is no self. There is no, there is no thing that is conscious. There's consciousness of things, but there's no thing that is conscious. No. That's my feeling. Anyway. So, yeah. Well, that's a good sign, though. You keep going, and uh, you know, and then you like Jesus supposedly saying, "Render unto Caesar's what Caesar's." So, you know, if you're involved with people that see you a certain way, just hold the space. You're not seeing yourself that way, so what? If they're seeing you that way, but who knows how they're seeing you? They got their own idea of you. Yeah, it's just as false as the idea you have of you, really. They're all fucking false. Yeah. No one has a good beat on you. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when I'm stressed, uh, I can't sleep. I, uh, it's like I'm using the unidentified mind to question the identified mind. And, uh, you know, like that thing, like, you're here on the Buddhist, we're saying, watch your mind. But so the thing that's watching your mind is also your mind. And it just, it, I just keep... I keep taking it deeper and deeper and then realizing and then so it's like it's a curve joke. It's like you're going, Okay, well, these are the I got these thoughts going on about something stressed about and then I'm watching this thing saying, Well, don't be identified with those thoughts and then this other thing is watching that thing saying, Well, that's also being identified with that thing and then it just goes on and then you just keep questioning and go on and on and on and finally get so tired you just fall asleep and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is that there's the seeing of it, and when the seeing is claimed, that's watching. But the seeing is always available. But the, even the unclaimed seeing is also being watched. Yeah, but the, they see the thing. Yeah. Even but see, all it, all is seeing, and then the mind in the claiming of it becomes the watcher of the observer. But it's piggybacking on seeing, <laughs> just like yeah. uh, when they use the "Who am I?" Basically, if you follow the me back it takes you to the source of everything, which is the I. Yeah? So you can keep asking, who, am, who is this me? Who is this me? Who is this me? And the attention will get to a point where the, look, the watching, the looking, the watching, the looking will be stripped and it will just be the seeing that's always been so. Yeah? It's not like the watch verifies the seeing. <laughs> it's just stripped away. The idea the, in other words, here's... Here's the looking. It's called the watcher, observer, watcher, observer. It's getting closer back. Keep going back. And what happens is the stripping of the claiming of the selfing gets stripped off. And then you see we're seeing all along. Just like St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. It's not only when you're in inquiry. He says, what's looking is what you're looking for. So what you're looking for is seeing, in my view. So the seeing is what's looking. Being called observation, watching, yeah? It's just clothed in an identification. Yeah, mind's identified as being the watcher, but it's just seeing. Yeah? So you're already at the place you can arrive back to. Yeah? Yeah, that's sort of cool. Yes? Yeah, I don't think you can ever see that eye. Because if you see the eye, that means you're seeing the object, which is not... That's right. So there's only seeing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. See, that we're... we're we, in a sense, what I found is my mind is conditioned to arrive somewhere, and that's usually at a noun, yeah? So, 
If it looks hard enough, it believes it'll see the seer. Yeah? Its looking will bring it back to a seer. Yeah? Its meditation will bring it back to like this divine being or whatever emptiness or wholeness, which is no, another thing. This is about allowing the mind to get unbridled by that form of looking so that it can recognize the verb of seeing. Yeah? And give it the same meaning as being you, but not as a you. You know, give it the same meaning that it would give to the, the title of a god or a divine being, but there's no being there. There's no there's no noun, there's just the there's just the divinity, there's just the goding, yeah? And so he's like Ramana says you to know God is to be God. Yeah? Yeah. So what would be to be God? That would be Godding, yeah. What would be, if I was the seeing, that would be seeing. Yeah? You know what I mean? So to know is to be. Not to know is to be the knower of. Know is to be. Yeah? That's the thing. The mind-mind's conditioning is to be the knower of. It always wants to still be the subject. So whatever object or subject it meets, it wants to get around it as the subject to that. Yeah? So now I know God. Which is hilarious if you think of it. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's time for me to know God. As if you had the power not to know God for 40 years, yeah? What I mean? Oh, I'm now a knower of God. <laughs> Great. To know God is to be God, not to be the knower. But the mind's conditioning is to be a knower, to be a seer, to be a doer. So it can't just leave doing alone. It's got to make up something out of it. There must be a doer. Seeing, got to be a seer. Hearer has to be a hearing. A hearer. Hearing has to be a hearer, yeah? Where Buddha said, when you see, see. When you hear, hear. When you feel, feel. When you taste, taste. When you touch, touch. Leave it alone. Let it be exactly what it is, which is an activity. Not a noun that's doing an activity, but an activity. Yeah? So, maybe another way what you're saying is, which I think you're right to that, is if you let the activity of seeing, hearing, touching, be as is, uh, without... I guess claiming ownership of it, or, or, or you know, because that really kind of screws up the whole thing. But if there is just seeing, I mean, even thoughts, if there's thinking, if you just see it without, you know, thinking, you're thinking, you know, these are my thoughts, um, you get a little bit of a taste of, uh, you know, how it is. It's just, there are things happening. Like you said, there's just verbing. Yep. There is no person or anything. But let's say, look at what you just said, though. Let's look at, so, but to, uh, it's even the claiming of it mm-hmm. is seen. That can occur too. The claiming of being the seer arises. It's just not being the seer. That's all. That's what. That's the absolute understanding in a way. So you see everything, and one of the things that will happen is the mind will say, "I'm the seer." Yeah. So you see that. Yeah. So you don't have to fight that. As long as you see it, and the emphasis is on the seeing, you'll see you're not that, because you'll get a sense, I must be something other than what I'm seeing. Yeah? It's just a simple hit. Yeah? If I can see something, I mustn't be it in a way. Yeah? Because I must be in, uh, distant from it. So I don't care if it's claiming or not claiming. I'm neither of them. And none of that implies being a claimer to me. So the mind can claim away. But it doesn't have to, it doesn't turn into me being the claimer. Because I see that as a product of the claiming, not as already in place. Yeah, that uh, there's there's like a latent claimer that's claiming every day. No, there isn't any latent claimer. 
Yeah? There isn't one. There's just claiming. And the claiming, if I if it's taken by the mind, it makes it a claimer. Yeah? Claiming, there can't just be a claiming, there must be a claimer. That's its system, yeah? The mind is in dualism. Every object has to have a subject to it. Every activity, there must be someone or something doing it. Yeah? If it ain't you or me, it'll be God. God did this. Yeah? We've got to find a doer. We've got to find a haver. We've got to ha- find something that has something to do with this. Yeah? That seems to be the cause of it. This seems to be the reason for it. And that's a futile attempt to make sense out of something that can't be made sense out of. It's like a mystery. Yeah? There's just seeing. There's just claiming, no claimer. There's just having, but no haver. There's just tons of doing, but no doer. Fuck. There's thinking, but no thinker. There's feeling, but there's no feeler. Wow. It's the feeler where the weight is, mostly. Yeah? It's the, the feeler is what is, is the weight that gets distributed in time. A big story gets written about the feeler. When you're, a, when you're conscious, a feeling can be extremely intense when it's happening. But the weight in mind is distributed to this, the feeler, and it stretches out in time, yeah? And so it's like, a, it's heavy, 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 and then it has, I was really heavy, and then a drive not to be heavy, it just produces shape. See it, there is no see it. There's nowhere it ends and you begin. You're not there. <laughs> you can look as far as you want back, he ain't going to see you. Like you said, you know. The see, the, the see, the, what's feeling can't be felt. What's seeing can't be seen. What's hearing can't be heard. It's not an object. It's not a thing. You can't get it. Yeah. So it's more of the, the, the unwedding to the... the uh, the innate frustrations of that logical system of intelligence and reason and thought, yeah? And to, and to, and so the same way I recognize a thing now is how I hold seeing. You know? When I really feel I knew something by knowing it as a thing, I have that feeling of knowing this, but as a verb. Don't have to make it into a noun to know it. Yeah? I have a knowing of it like a verb. It's like instead of studying saddles, I'm riding the horse. In a way. This works better. You can't capture it. You can't claim it. That's the trick in a way. There's no way you can sort of rest your little reasonable head on it. Because there's no place to rest. It's just happening. Yeah. But I find that joy in that myself. takes my mind out of the limitations of it, of the thought system. And my mind likes the free range. It doesn't want to be cooped up in this fucking conceptual coop, eating fucking conceptual feed. You know? <laughs> Laying conceptual eggs all day. Sporting my little chickadees. I'd rather be free ranging. Feels that. Yeah. I tried to with this with drugs. I tried to transcend it. And uh, I tell you from my own experience, I thought I gave a pretty complete effort. <laughs> there is no transcendence of an imaginary place. 
the here I thought I was in wasn't really here. And I couldn't get out of there by trying to get out of there. <laughs> and I, because I tried completely, and it didn't fucking work. I'm here to... I'm a, try this is a testimonial. Yeah, how do you try it? Almost it becomes more solid. You know, the, the, it does. That's exactly what I found out. When I'm trying to make something unreal, it seems as real as real can be. Oh, <laughs> shit. It was an unbelievable, ironic joke, when I, uh, but I was the butt of it, in a sense. When I woke up, I said, fuck, I'm here. So, the best way to transcend this place is be here. Yeah, literally. With no reservations, just fucking... Yeah, you're here. You're average Joe among Joes. Nothing special is ever going to happen to you. You may never be noted as anything. Yeah, people don't remember you. They meet you a week ago, and they see you again, it's like they never saw you before. You're not really notable quality material. All this stuff that the mind hates, hates the irrelevance of your presence here as an absence. <laughs> There's a freedom from it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but Paul, this is yeah. kind of bounds that as true as that is, and I, I can see that, but also, at the same time, you are everything that's happening. You're the God, you're the primal substance, you are, you are it. Okay? And, yes. and they're both true at the same time. You know, except not, not you as a separate entity, not you as a... Yeah, know, yeah. A, I know. I just like going in the other way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, because it doesn't, for me, it doesn't leave any ground for any claiming to occur. There can't be any little proprietary seeds being placed in the thing. And I'm this. I'm, I'm the eternal oneness. Give me a break. If you are the eternal oneness, you don't have to announce it. Yeah? Well, the rest of between yeah. being nothing and yeah. being everything is it, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is that it? Yes. 